BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to Copfather Podcast. I'm Craig Brumell, along with my co-host, Danish Cormillas. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you, Broski? Everything all right? Everything's good today. Yeah. Something I want to talk about, it's very important when it comes to law enforcement. And it's the question of whether, at what point do the police show up under a mental health radio call? And I just want to read something. There was an announcement out of the Toronto City Hall through the mayor's office uh, just recently where Toronto will launch a pilot program that will see civilians, not police officers, dispatched to 911 calls involving mental health crisis. As long as violence is not being threatened, City Council will vote on this in the next few days. Council also approved a motion by Mayor John Tory to fast-track parts of the plan and review 911 calls for 2021 to determine how best to dispatch help the proposed new service. The plan calls for four crisis support teams in different parts of the city in response to some of the roughly 30,000 calls people put in under mental health crisis on any given calendar year. The pilot program is to be launched in early 2022 after the 2021 review of the 911 calls, and it will be scheduled to be fully implemented in 2026 if it's proven successful. Boy, this is a debate. Now, I'm going to go I'm going to start by myself being on the street. When I was working, especially in 51 Division, obviously a, a incredibly violent division, a lot of uh, drugs, uh, mental health issues, homeless. There wasn't a call I had. We, we used to call it an MI call, mentally ill MI call. I, I think they're still called that now. You get an MI call, you're working in a scout car, whether they're acting violent or they're just acting strange or they're hanging over the side of a bridge. I had zero training on whether this person would have been mentally unstable, sick, could not take care of him or herself. Our big issue with being the front first response to a mental health was, is the person going to bring harm to him or herself or others, including myself, the police officer? That was pretty much it. I had to determine that. And then from there, we determined if we would take this person to a local hospital for assessment, mental assessment, 30-day assessment, 20-day assessment, or we would take them right down. And a lot, a lot of times, which made it easy, there was a warrant out for the rest because they had uh, left a mental institute and had not returned. That was the easy part of this. We would just drop them back off to whether it was the hospital on Queen Street, Queen West at the time. But I remember going back through my training at the police college, and I just 
I was guessing if somebody was sick or not. And it was just kind of down to common sense. But at the same time, were they under mental distress or was it because of substance? It was just, and then once crack cocaine came out in the 80s, the guess became even more prevalent. So I never understood why the police were the first response to this because it seemed like there were so many of us out there. It was an easy answer. There's always been incidents where the police have had to defend themselves or others and had to, the way they've been trained and by law, somebody's been injured or even worse, killed. And there isn't a police officer out there that plans on starting their shift to go out and having to take a life no matter what the situation is. That is not the plan. It's the worst situation a police officer can go through. And you live with it the rest of your life. So this debate's been going on. Obviously, it it festered last year with the situations going down in the States and here. It's a good move. It looks like they're putting maybe three or four years into this see how it works but there's a lot of questions this four person team at one point a lot of times police officers show up and there's no original 911 call of a weapon of any kind there's no weapons the weapons come out after you show up and the person doesn't want to go with you because you you're going to have to take them somewhere and have them assessed and that's when the boot fight starts i don't know the type of training these individuals are going to have the civilians I mean, there's another side to this is it's just more political grandstanding, make it look good, make it look like the city's doing something to appease certain groups. The life and death side of this is extremely dangerous. Majority of times that the officers involved have to take a life involving mental health, they've been cleared. Vast majority of the time, they've had to do it. Whether they protect themselves as police officers or other people that the subject could turn on because of their mental state. And every time that an officer's had to take a life, there was never enough investigation or approach about the health services and who failed when it came to the health services, the doctors that were treating the person, the type of medication. That was never a priority, a high enough priority when it came to this. And everybody went hiding and didn't even want to be asked. So it's not a bad idea, but if... There are situations where these people get called and they have to defend themselves. Like, I mean, it's a simple question, like who investigates that if the police aren't there? How far is the backup if somebody does decide to get violent toward this group that are showing up? If you're somebody that has to call in on a relative or you see somebody that's not, what we'll say, acting nor- in the norm, and it looks like it's because of their me- mental health, would you rather still have a police officer show up and then than this pilot project, as we say? And I always throw this out to my friends or cohorts. I'd rather go have the police show up first and then have this team come in second, have them deal with it. Once the police realize, and they'll know within a couple of minutes, you don't require us, have it turned over, then the other way around. Because I think you're going to see some injuries, if not death. I don't think there's any doubt about it. What do you think? Just go back. You're in a situation you got to call. Yeah, yeah, no. I think... The, your first notion is as dangerous as the second one, except the first one, the cops are probably surviving that conflict. In the second scenario, the troubled person is surviving any physical violence because they're not necessarily there. I think the key component of this pilot program is the dispatchers. Because you're saying that 35, 40 years ago, late 78, 79, 80, you going in 
with that generation of cops, you guys do absolutely nothing about it. Well, that's I, I think that's going on today too, though. There's hardly any training at the police college on. I mean, you have psychologists and psychiatrists that are going to make the same decision that have been at school for years. And the, the coppers aren't getting that training. So that's actually still going on now. There's that not enough training. That has to change. And the dispatch, the dispatch I believe, is going to be the, the first incoming calls. They're going to have to decide, does it go to the police or to this other new unit uh, out of the 30,000 calls a year? So the dispatchers have to have the same training as the police. Oh, no, I think that's going to be part of this. That, that Definitely. Now, right now, the communications part of the service they're very well trained now they're especially in toronto and ontario they're the highest trained anywhere really sure. but that, that doesn't do any i mean seeing it firsthand is a lot different than taking the information over over the phone in fairness to the communications people they're very well they, they know how to get as much out of the somebody calling in as possible but again you could say there's no weapon and we need the police but then after the police show up there's a weapon the question comes up and I go back to this thing, this whole thing came up over defunding and you know, is this a way of just proving that you took a few million bucks off the police budget? I want to know if it's ever been asked or ever been talked about where you actually included in the police budget and these, this team of four. So I'm saying you're four people for 16, you got number of shifts. You're probably talking 70 people here. Should they be brought under the umbrella of the police service? Because if something happens, who, you know, does the SIU get called in? Uh, something, it will happen. Well, well, is this is this about carving up who gets to administer the budget, bro? No, I, no this is this is part of defunding. This is part of the defunding the police. I think there, this is being masked as to say, hey, we proved that we could take, because I don't know overall, 30,000 calls in the city size of Toronto is not a lot of calls. They're dealing with a lot more than that. It's to make a point. I think that's what's a big part of this. So the question comes up, why wouldn't you just include it with the police? Put it there and have these people actually work for the police service. Most of what you've said over the years and the police and your contemporaries that are not on the force anymore, they don't want this call. No, they don't want it because of what the the, the politics right now. That's not the politics. The, the, no, it's oh, poli it's politics. We, we, you could show down. up because if you show up and it's it's an obvious there's something wrong here, yeah. this person has to go in for like a 30-day assessment. You take them to the closest uh, hospital. Sure. And then it's funny because once you do that and then you put it in front of the professionals, it's the professionals, the doctors, who are going to decide if this person stays or not. 99% of the time, they're going to agree with the police. They say, yeah, this person has to stay. There is this, there's something wrong here. But you can't keep them in there because of our civil rights. You can't. No, no, they're being kept there. That's they're being kept in there. If there wasn't this defunding platform out there right now across the board, this would not be as big a priority. I don't. I don't think. I think now the coppers on the street, and I would agree, say take it away from me because right now I don't have the protection if something happens. You know, I'm going to be on the front page. Now, whether yeah. I had to defend myself or other, just take this part away from me. But take it away from the first, if you're going to, if the front line on the 911 call is going to be the second or third wave coming to help, not the first one, have those people on the first response team 
have them under the umbrella of the police service, which gives everybody protection in case things go sour. And at the end of this pilot project, if there are a lot of injuries or death, is there a magic number? Is there a number we can live with that somebody from this team was killed or injured? The subject person that is suffering from the mental stress, if they're injured or killed, is there a magic number that's acceptable? Because it ain't going to be zero. Things are going to it's happen. Going to be one. Sorry? It's going to be one. If this pilot project, they go out the first time and someone is bludgeoned to death, it's over. I, I don't agree with you. I, I don't know. I, th I think the way, what's the priority? Is the priority that political grandstand and make sure we're doing defunding? Or is the priority some poor slob that didn't have enough training and didn't have a firearm or a taser to protect him or herself get seriously injured or killed? Can we live with one or two of those during this pilot project? If it oh, happens, that's pretty, that's pretty cynical. Yeah, but that's don't you think that's what's happening here? Uh, one is too many. Yeah, I agree with you. One's too many. Yeah. But the decision makers, if something happens, saying they do thirty thousand calls a year, where the police are responding to somebody in mental stress. Let's say a third of them, ten thousand calls, are these people showing up without police on the first response. That's 10,000. That's a lot per day. Of that 10,000, let's say 1% turns into a boot fight. That's a year. A year. Yeah, yeah but 1% of 10,000. Like, that's a thousand times they have to defend themselves. That's not going to work out without... Uh, let's say it's 100. Say it's 100. Let's say 100 times in a year, this group has to call for backup, which will be minutes away, if not longer. And in the meantime, they have to defend themselves. Is that a number that City Hall, because they're making, the, this is coming from the mayor's office. Is that a nice number that we can live with? No, I don't know hockey players, brawlers, that will fight a hundred times and win all of them. No, so it's no, very even dangerous. Bobby, Bobby Probert lost. John yeah. Ferguson would lose. But yeah. at the same time, let's say 100 times a year, these people have to call 911 again and say, listen, this guy or this girl is attacking us. Because oh. if you go, again, you go to YouTube, you go to the internet, there's some incredible yeah. videos of people turning on the police. And the original call was not any violent. They're just not acting in the norm. Let's call that. Uh, this is very dangerous. But... Where's the priority? Is the priority to make a f point that we defunded the police? We won? Because this is only going to affect the police by maybe 2 or $3 million a year. It's not, it's not a lot. This isn't a big money grab at either end. Or are we going to just live with that special, like, you know, even with the virus right now, we're living with the, so many deaths. We're, it's, it's almost acceptable now. That's the way society goes. Is that what is happening here where, yeah, we'll live with that. The people end up in the hospital because it's just going to happen. I'll be honest with you. The coppers I speak to could care less. They're just, listen, don't give me the call. I'm fine with that. I'll go, I'll go arrest drug dealers. I'll go to the gun call. I'll go to the domestics. I'll do all that. I'm fine with that. I don't want to bother with this. 
But once the shit hits the fan, that's the problem here. So there can't there be a special unit incorporated in the next four years with this? That's not what this is saying. It's saying four teams of civilians spread out across the city will be handling a good portion of the 30,000 calls a year. That's staggering. It just, it just says the civilians are doing it first. It says as long as violence is not being threatened. That's the majority of the calls. That's the majority of the calls. I don't know if that, I don't know if that is. I think that the, the well, I lived it. I know it. Well, yeah. It, you know, even when I was representing coppers running the union, you're just getting a call of somebody like, you know, somebody, somebody suspicious hanging around the Bloor viaduct. That's a call. Somebody, um, you know, is hanging off the side of a balcony. Somebody's walking down Young Street at Dundas naked. That's the calls. Okay. No sign of violence at all. Okay. It can. Now, you know, somebody walking down the Bloor Viaduct on the side that's walking back and forth that looks like they could be a jumper. Is that a call for the police to show up first? And are you going to wrestle that person once they go over and take you with them if you're a civilian member? Those are, that's, I think that's why this pilot project, the other reason the pilot project is so long, it appeases the public. It shows that they're doing something. So let this thing go three or four years because this thing's supposed to be implemented five years from now. They're going to know within the first six months if this is working or not. If, if it's just, if, if it's just not the right call. And I think the coppers are like, listen, if, if it, if it goes bad and you bring it back to us, you better give me a lot more training to tell sure. me if somebody is actually mentally ill or not, you know, cause that's where the big question comes up. There's just not enough training, but there's going to be a collateral damage in the meantime, someone yeah. before that point. Yeah. I, I hope I am wrong. I hope there isn't one so incident do. where this new team teams get seriously injured of any kind. And it's something I, you know, we should keep an eye on, uh, you know, ask the mayor, here are the what ifs. We're allowed to ask the what ifs and give two or three scenarios of what could happen here. What's the plan? What if one of these civilians beats the shit out of the subject to defend themselves? Yeah. Who investigates it? You know, what are they, are they going to be having weapons on them? A lot of questions, but something we're going to keep an eye on. Okay. Thanks, Dennis. Appreciate it. Great topic. We'll be talking about this again. All right, brother. Any questions, info, comments, go to info at copfather.com. Look forward to hearing from everybody. Again, thanks. Thanks, Maddie. Appreciate it. Everybody have a great day. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <laughs>